What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. This is Deji, your host. And I'm Sarah, his wife, manager, and professional ego checker. That's what she thinks. <laughs> this podcast is all about comical, candid, and often tipsy conversations about life and perception. And like perception, when it's fucking your life, we're gonna get deep. It's gonna get complicated. And we're going to refuse to commit. Your perception or point of view is the bias that blinds you. In this podcast, we discuss the many, many nuanced ways that perception is is a a fucking bitch man. So there was absolutely, absolutely no way I was going to do this episode without some Jose Cuevo or (laughs) (laughs) tequila. I thought all tequila was Jose Cuevo. Uh, No. (laughs) No? What are we drinking? I don't fucking know. It's uh, some agave. 100% agave. Reposado shit. Anyway, 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 because you know, when you're talking about racism, prejudice, Perception is a bitch, and that bitch is bitchy. Fuck. (laughs) Yes. So, before you touch a topic like this, you need to be lit. There is literally nothing we could say that someone out there will not have a problem with. Yes. So, you got to be lit lit. (laughs) (laughs) Reckless. (laughs) Recklessly lit. Well, no, no, no. You have to be competently lit. (laughs) You can still form sentences. You're not belligerent yet. Yes, 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 yes. I think we just created a new word. I am competently lit. Don't drive, though. I don't Don't. think that's going to catch on. It should. (laughs) It's catchy. Catchy. I think that's something teenagers might use with their parents. Like, oh, man, mom. I I am legit. I'm competently lit. This helps with my homework. I am feeling like a genius, right? I think we just created a new... Guys, oh Lord! Th- think about it. Competently lit. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's let's get into today's topic. We are talking first. We're talking about racism and prejudice, and we are an interracial couple. So I think we are uniquely qualified. <laughs> Both sides of the spectrum <laughs> to give our thoughts and opinion on this very touchy, bitchy subject. Mm-hmm. So where do we, what, what, how do we begin to carve down this turkey? Where do you begin? Well, I, I think first off, we have to clarify, because the most common thing that I hear when the concept of prejudice is brought up is that there's a difference between racism and prejudice. I think there is. You think they, there's a difference? They can be used synonymously. But I do think there's a structural difference. Mm. What do you think? Because you, you don't seem to agree with me. I think there are two names for the same thing. <laughs> I think people are taught prejudices. And sometimes those prejudices are around race. And then it's called racism. But it's still a prejudice. Hmm. Let me take a sip real quick. <laughs> okay. I think... I think a prejudice is a, like, I think all Chinese people are smart. 
If I thought that truly, then that'd be a prejudice. But I'm not. It doesn't make me racist against Chinese people because I don't hate Chinese people. Now you're touching on people. something else. That's a stereotype. That's what a that's what a prejudice is. It's a preconditioned belief that you have about somebody or yes, a group no, no, of people. No, no. Yes and no. Yes, but it doesn't no, no, no. make you racist. Yes and no. Okay, so I'm about to learn you all kinds of way. Like you're gonna learn today. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so stereotypes, as I understand it, stereotypes are commonalities, common truths within specific groups. Now, stereotypes can be racist. But stereotypes are common without race. Like you said, it doesn't always in- incriminate a prejudice there. It's just saying, in general, African Americans okay. are athletic. In general, That's a prejudice. Asians are good at math and That's computers. a prejudice. And if no, a white- it's, a, it's a general statement. It's a generalization. And if a white person made that generalization, it doesn't mean they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> It, that's what i'm saying a stereotype can be racist but it doesn't inherently mean it is you're you're saying a commonality within a, a certain group um if you live in europe it gets cold and you have a coat like most likely yes bitch it's cold like it's a stereotype you're gonna have a coat in this area like it's it's a commonality yeah, but it truth. doesn't mean you hate people who wear coats that's my point just because it's a commonality truth doesn't... If you can know the difference, the key point here is knowing, okay, a stereotype is Asians are really good at math. That doesn't mean I'm going to go up to the Asian guy in my office and say, hey, can you do this math problem for me? You must be really good at math. That is racism. That is prejudice. Do you see I, what I'm I, saying? I see, where you're say- I see what you're saying. I still disagree the act, with you. The act I get you. I is get different you. from baby, knowing. Baby, baby, I'm competently <laughs> lit right now. I get you. I get you. I hear you. But uh. with your example, this is where I see things differently than you do. If Susie went up to Jackie Chan in the office and said, Jackie, can you do my math assignment because you are really good at math because you're Asian? It's That's a, racist. It's prejudice, but it doesn't make him racist. Now, if he, no, because that be of that stereotype, if, okay, so if he hates all Chinese people just because he hates Asians, because they have slanted eyes, then a racist person, by definition, would also have to be prejudiced or could be prejudiced. I see how the two can be used synonymously, but I don't, I think they are still structurally different. Like white people will say black people are good at sports and we're athletically gifted. Some black people will see that as racist. I see that as prejudice. It doesn't necessarily inherently make the white person racist for saying or thinking that. But like lynching a black person. Okay, that's racist. <laughs> Let's go to the extreme here. <laughs> yes, motherfucker, that's racist. <laughs> like, no shit, okay. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so okay. Uh, I agree that stereotypes are not racist, though they can be when assumed or acted upon that a certain group that is inherently true for everyone within a group. So that, yes, I agree. However, prejudice and racism are the same thing. Okay, okay. The only difference, the only difference is that racism 
is a prejudice that is based purely on race. Saying, if you could say I'm prejudiced against anyone who has acne. I hate all people with acne. I think it's disgusting. Oh, fuck them people. We should wipe them off the face of the planet because they're eyesores, right? That, that's that is, a prejudice and it's based on a physical element, right? Not racist because that could happen to anyone. But if you said, I hate, like you said, all Asians because of slanted eyes or whatever bullshit, that is prejudice and racist. Okay, okay. I'm Do you not, see my uh, point? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be stabbed in bed tonight. So okay. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you anymore. So anyway. Let, let's get into really why we wanted to talk about this today. Well, no, I mean, one more point, sorry, okay. before we move on. So I think this is important to iron out. And the reason why we brought up this topic first is um, among people of color, the common reason that you hear on why a person of color cannot be racist is because they already are a person of color. So, right? ba- so basically, so, black people say that black people cannot be racist. So they say they can be prejudiced generally, but they cannot be racist, right? No, I that, know some. I know some racist black people. <laughs> I, I do too. But my point is, generally, at least from what I have heard from the people that I have talked to, they say I cannot be racist because I'm already black or brown or whatever color. So I can only be prejudiced. They I, say racists can I, only I, be white. I, I, I think, and again, that is where I think the the logic that thinking racism and uh, prejudice are two separate things is a very dangerous. So I road agree to with you. I agree with you there. And I, this is where I wanted to bring in because your experience in Africa. Okay. I I agree with you. Black people can be racist, and black people sometimes. Some black people sometimes are racist. Uh, I think what's important to so th- the reason we brought this up was we were we were talking about racism, and I'm African. I I grew up in Africa, right? So the way I see racism and prejudice would be a whole lot different from the way. An African-American who was born here and doesn't have the context of living in Africa would view racism and prejudice. To an African-American who was born and raised in America, their concept or the context they have of prejudice or racism would be with white people, right? Because that's how they experience prejudice and racism. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. I understand it. But my context of racism and prejudice and just inequality is on is from black people to black people. You have a different context. Yes. And so I grew up in a country where there are three main tribes, the Yoruba, the Igbo and the Hausa. And these three tribes hate each other the way like white and blacks probably must have hated each other in the 60s. We fought to make people slaves shit in africa today some families still carry maids like second class citizens what black people would have been on the plantation fields decades ago Mm -hmm. you know so when african americans make the argument that racism is a white people thing i don't see that and again i get it because that's the context with which they've experienced prejudice and oppression but i've seen oppression fuck have you seen the movie hotel rwanda 
the Tutsis and the Utus. Like, motherfuckers were killing each other because, you know, one tribe's nose is slanted a certain way and the other tribe has, you know, broader noses or some bullshit like that. You know, so to an African, I think for me, wherever two or more people are gathered, one will always seek to be over the other. Mm -hmm. Right? One human being will always want to be boss and lord over the other. So... I don't think racism or prejudice is a white problem. I see it as a fundamental human problem. It's it's what makes us fucking human. Like you see those Geico commercials, you know, like it's just what people do. <laughs> that's that's it. Like wh- wherever you have two or more people, you will have prejudice. I I agree with you. I mean, you even look back through history and there's a lot of examples of this, even within predominantly white communities against predominantly white communities. You would see it against the Irish versus the Scots or the French versus the English, Um, the Jews and the Germans, uh, fucking Holocaust. You can't forget that. And again, like you said, it noses and hair color and and bullshit stuff but people lost their lives over it people were judged their worth their value what they had to give to the society everything was built around these superficial concepts and again is that really a racial thing if they all were under the caucasian umbrella or do we just look for our identifying markers that feel familiar and we say these people look like us or have characteristics that we believe or agree in so they must be of more value i'm going to align with them anyone then who is different we like you said us versus them push them down seek to be lord i i think there there's what what i call a group think kind of mindset and for example um Africans generally don't like African-Americans in America. And for most African-Americans, we don't know that. Well, now you know, because we perceive or collectively the group think perceives African-Americans to be entitled to be right. (laughs) Think about that. Ain't that a trip? Like black Americans, African-Americans think white people have a sense of entitlement. And then Africans will look at African-Americans and think that they're fucking entitled. (laughs) Do you see, do you see where this goes here? Because we're coming from a system where there is no economic opportunity. And then you come to America and see African-Americans who can't succeed with all this opportunity in front of them and want to blame it on, oh, years of slavery or oppression and not to discredit that you know all that all that happened you know i think one of the best quotes i heard was from martin luther king when he said you know black people are asked to pick themselves up by the bootstraps but that's a pretty fucked up thing to say when the motherfucker has no boots (laughs) you know like how can he put himself up by the bootstraps if he has no boots but I think, and look, I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but I don't see white privilege the way maybe an African-American would see white privilege. Because in 2019, with the internet and every advancement in technology that we have, I don't know that I feel like most, if any, white person has 
really that much privilege over me. Now, again, context. I'm not saying that white privilege doesn't exist like shit. White people can move and operate in a way that I for sure cannot move and operate. You know, like when I drive and get pulled over, I can't move away. A white person does. You true. Know? True. Like, you know, if you see a group of five white kids with polo shorts and, you know, polo shirts and, and you know, short shorts you know, all acting belligerent. You're like, oh, they're just kids, you know, little frat, frat boys. boys, you know, yeah, let them go. You know, I'm not going to be walking around a gang of niggas thinking, you know what? What are they're these white? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I might want to back away from this group <laughs> <laughs> lest we get shot. So that's white privilege. The fact that white people can move in a way that black people can't. That's mm-hmm. privilege. I understand that. Yeah. But from a from a socioeconomic perspective i don't know that i that i feel like any white person has that much of an advantage over me and when white people don't see the privilege or the quote-unquote privilege that black people say they have i think a lot of it is like do you really think the white person who lives in arkansas making ten thousand dollars a year feels like they have privilege no. no, like they're looking at the, the the black man in New York on the rap video going, you know, flashing his Bentley truck or, you know, his million dollar ring or living the 50 cent lifestyle going, you know, black people look like they're doing good these days because, you know, 50 years ago, that shit wasn't happening. You know, so you, you got to look at it from that perspective and think that white person doesn't really believe that white privilege exists because they are not feeling very privileged. Well, and that is one of the difficulties of the the media perception and the disparity in social economic standings, even within races, that makes it hard to have the entire concept of white privilege be something that it's openly discussed and understood as this is a real problem and it's something that still exists today. Uh, so even people who believe and may wholeheartedly believe they're not racist, still act a lot of times in a very racist or entitled way that can come across as racist because they're so ignorant of how much privilege they have or how ignorant they are to the circumstances um, or or difficulties that a person of color would go through, say, in the workplace or just day-to-day life or getting pulled over. They don't see it because they're not living it, for one, and they're already living their own social economic disparity. It can make it a difficult conversation. You're you're absolutely right. But for me, I think... I think everyone can benefit from from a little bit more perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think... I think African Americans could benefit from perspective that maybe Africans, like full blood Africans like me, bring to the country because we see prejudice as not a white man problem because it's it's we've seen it in our own countries and in our in our own continents where people who look like us are killing each other. Do you do you see what I mean there? Yeah. So so when 
So when African-Americans make the case that racism or prejudice is a white man problem, I'm thinking that's just context. Like you said, it's a human problem. It's, it's a human problem. And it, because it, if, if the roles were reversed, we would do the exact same thing. So we can't hold ourselves to this moral. No, right. and you're absolutely right. And they've done tons of experiments that show this. They've done this with um, groups of students that go in as classmates and then they separate them as prisons or prisoners versus guards. And the guards will always take advantage and, and be belligerent and, and human horrible to the prisoners. Um, there's a famous uh, anti-racist activist who, uh, her name was uh, Jane Elliott, who took a, a group of third graders, and this was years and years ago. And it's a pretty famous oh, study. Oh, the blue-eyed, blue-eyed, brown-eyed. brown-eyed. Okay. Took a group of students that had known each other since, like, kindergarten. These guys were close friends. They grew up together. They knew each other. All Caucasian. And she made a game, basically, saying all of the students in the room who had light-colored eyes, the blue-green light-colored eyes, were the winners. They were the best. And they got to make all the rules. And the brown-eyed kids sucked. And they were punished and couldn't use the toys, like different things like that. She separated them and gave them different powers, different abilities, in social economic standings within that classroom and the kids took to it like fish to water i know that shit's all online right like and then she switched it same shit happened you would think they would have learned the first time yeah and figured it out but or you would have empathy like okay i was a brown eyed and i was shitted on so now when it's my turn to have power i'll be nice because i know how bad it felt no so, so again, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make, that human beings are, it is in our coded DNA to, look, the entire fucking system of life, the whole concept of hierarchies and, you know, somebody being over somebody else, it's, it's, all, it's all designed to, to create an us versus them kind of mindset. Power the, struggle. The context of the us versus them will always differ based on wherever you are, but it, it's still the same. So in America, it's white people over black people. In Nigeria, it's the Igbos versus the Hausas versus the Yorubas. Or hell, it could be a Yoruba person having a housemaid or a slave who's also Yoruba from the exact same tribe. You know, because, oh, they we are the royal family and they not. So uh, you will work indentured servitude for us for an undisclosed amount of years for free, by the way. Like, Your grandmother. My family had slaves. We called them housemaid, but just call them what they really were. We're, We had fucking slaves. They weren't getting paid and they were working for free. We call that slavery here in America. Like that shit wouldn't fly. Right. So when I come from that, I would, quote unquote, be the like somebody out there in Africa sees me the way an African-American will see a white person. Yeah. But I don't. But I'm not feeling very entitled here in America as I did when I was in Africa. It's fucking entitled. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. So that's that's the that's the lens through which I see prejudice. And while I understand the context of how it plays itself out in America, I don't see racism as a white person problem or or something that's just unique to white people. It's a human problem predicated on a system 
that we collectively have created that creates winners and losers, that creates hierarchies, that creates, you know, somebody got to be above, like, fuck, even religion in Christianity, when when you say God has a chosen people. Oh, religion segregates more people than anything else. Hey, hey, no, 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 it, it does, and it does, but let's just look in, just even in the Christian religion, when you say God has a chosen people, aka God had, has a favorite, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a group of motherfuckers who he, like, favors, what does that mean? By definition, he has a group of people who he is racist. <laughs> God is racist. <laughs> who he does not favor. And I'm like, shit, I'm not in that preferred group. But you know what? He loves you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, um, I, I know for for me, growing up in a predominantly white world, I kind of got introduced to the whole race issue really when you when met, I me. met you yeah yeah um and and I, your and your family was like sarah <laughs> <laughs> he's black <laughs> did, you, did you realize that did you, did you pay attention did and, you, and you, you were like you were like but we said no? love each other we and they're like well yes in theory <laughs> love each other Oh, Just yeah. not him, though. Oh, yeah. My grandmother literally started quoting Bible verses at me about um, different animals and how we weren't supposed to mix because it was sacrilegious or hey, something. Perception's a bitch, right? Yeah. And we can all read the same Bible and, and get people have shit. different interpretations from it. But I know for me, like it, it was kind of a wake-up call because if you had asked me before we got together... I would have said that racism was really gone, and I, I truly believed that because I came from a world where I wasn't around it. No one, no one I knew actively talked about being racist, and um, it was slavery was over, and you just thought, okay, so it's over, it's it's done. And I, I, so I empathize where you hear a lot of white people like, oh, just move on. It's over. Like, get over it. Yeah, because, but then, because, you know, like, like I see white people like, you know, you as allies, like, mm-hmm. you know, so when the allies, the white people who love us, black people are thinking that the war is over and we we're black not gonna keep fighting. Yeah, you're not going to keep fighting. Over. And we black people are going, no, the shit ain't over. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still like five more battles up ahead to go fight. And y'all like, no, no, it, Martin Luther King died. You know, like, we, we got freedom now. Like, you know, yeah. emancipation. Like, we good. We good. And it, it wasn't until we were together, really, that I started seeing a lot of those moments for you where you're like, okay, that was blatantly racist. And I'd have to even catch up. Sometimes I didn't even get the the punchline or whatever. I was like, what was racist about that? Like, I didn't, I literally didn't get it, not because I, I wasn't empathetic, but I had no context. Yeah, the allies um, couldn't see it. So remember the watermelon story? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, okay, you you had bought me watermelon. <laughs> He and loves watermelon. I love watermelon. It's not a black thing. Hot. It's summertime. <laughs> it's just, season. It just helps with my circulation. It helps with blood flow. Citrulline. Men get that. It helps with citrulline. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> you know. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love watermelon. And you bought me watermelon. This was again when we were back in Searcy, Arkansas. White County. In the, it was called White County in Searcy, Arkansas. There must have been 200 black people in the entire fucking town. And 
a hundred of them were probably on the football team at Harding. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. So you bought watermelon and you handed me a slice. We took I, it outside, obviously, because it's hot and it's messy. And, and I see a car driving by uh-huh. as I'm taking a bite of this watermelon. And Big I, ass slice, too. Hey, like he, I, I, I took a dive behind the dumb truck. I thought we had a drive-by going on. I'm literally <laughs> thinking we're about to die. That's how fast he ducked and hit dirt. And you were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, sir, I can't let them white people see me eat watermelon. <laughs> And I had no idea that it was a, a prejudicial thing, like so, you know, watermelon or fried chicken or the. They soda. for sure, they for sure can't see me eat fried chicken. No, he will never order I, fried I, chicken I, in a restaurant. I will not order fried chicken in public. <laughs> I can, just cannot live up to that stereotype. <laughs> but again, this is my point. I uh, look. You have to think about things that most people don't have to think about or yes, care about. Yes, and I or, also have to think about it in the context with which I'm in. So, look, when I'm in America, I know not to eat chicken and watermelon in front of white people, even if they don't know what that's about. On the off chance that they know, I'm just not gonna yeah, fuck with it. I didn't know. And then when I go back to Africa, I have to move that way too and understand the prejudices that will come at me, even from the people who look like me. Well, and now, and you've talked about this too. There'd be different prejudices. Uh, against you now going home to Nigeria. To Nigeria, because now I am on the other side. Uh-huh. They they will see me, Africans in Nigeria will see me now the way we see African Americans here. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it'd be worse. They would oh, yeah. see you like you were a uh, Rockefeller white person. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. The level of success, because you got to America, you made money, you, you've... You... I'm in the top... Right under the 1%. Right? Like, that, that's how they're going to be perceiving. Even if they didn't know your income level, how they would perceive you having gone to America would be on that level. I can't go back. And then you tell them you married I, a white woman. Oh, oh shit. Fuck, fuck, it's fuck, over. It's over then. It's over <laughs> You were then. getting kidnapped and sold for She ransom. got blue eyes and long brown hair. Like, okay. that I'm a white man. To these people, I'm a white man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the very, I'm the very definition of oppression. But I guess uh, to get back on topic, I wanted to ask you, because that was my my experience to racism or one of my initial experiences to racism. And we've had worse. But uh, what was your worst racial experience where you felt racism the most? Where do I fucking start? For one, the reason it took me so long to get into the workforce was a lot of my name. Mm-hmm. Right. And true story. So I was putting Akindeji, Akinbade on my resume for the longest time. Actually, I was putting my first middle name and last name, Akindeji Adefemi Akinbade. It took me a long time to learn that guy. Yeah, I just told you I was John Smith the <laughs> night we met. And I, for like a year, I wasn't getting any callbacks. I wasn't getting any jobs. Impressive fucking resume. I was like a smart, educated guy. And then a white professor at the college an ally an ally an ally an ally it's kind of like i tell black people we gonna need allies if we're gonna end this shit okay and sometimes you gotta see shit from the perspective of your allies and not be so sold on your viewpoint an ally came up to me and said deji take a walk with me i need Mm -hmm. to put you on some game have you been, man? I'm like, sir, it's been tough. Can't find a job. No one seems to be hiring. He's like, no, they're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not hiring you. It's just not hiring you. I was like, 
oh, perception I is a bitch, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't understand, sir. My resume is polished. My GPA is high. I've got all the recommendations. He said, Deji, I wrestled with how to tell you this because I don't want to hurt your feelings. And you got to be a type of person to even take this feedback the right way. But your name, your name. You can't say you are Akin Deji, Ade Femi, Akin Bade, and expect the white people to call you back. <laughs> Their skirt. <laughs> it's like 9-11 is not too far behind us, man. It's, it's, it's Arkansas. I said, bet. <laughs> and, and I made the change. A week later, guess what? Got I was hired. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I learned the rules to the game. And from that point on, I never put Akin Deji, I didn't Femi, Akin Bad on a fucking resume. You adapted. I adapted, right? Like when in Rome, fucking live like the Romans do. And look, there are more black people today in the top 6% of income earners in America than there have been in the history of the world, right? So we have to put shit in context and understand where white people can be coming from when they say that they don't understand what we mean by white privilege. Like, yes, there are ways we got to move that is not fair. There, there, there are disadvantages that we structurally face that just. But at, look, tell you a story. I knew some black kids who lived in the hood. OK. Mm-hmm. And. This is when we first moved to to fucking Houston and we lived in Richmond. Yeah. Okay. We had a nice ass apartment, mm-hmm. brand new washer drying unit. How much was it a month? You remember? It was 900 bucks. Yeah. It was 900 bucks. And that was the deluxe package. Mm-hmm. Okay. 900. And then these kids who lived in the hood, they were like, oh, you know, we're trying to make it out the hood. We're trying to get out. I'm like, you know, you can just move out the hood right oh no you know it's just it's it's tough out there like shit's just expensive and i was like i mean just for shits and giggles how much are you paying living in southwest houston in the fucking hood off like westheimer and hayes like oh you know we're paying about you know like a thousand eleven hundred bucks a month paying more in the hood i said nigga you pay more to live in the hood than I am to live in the suburbs. This is a mindset. When I say perception is a fucking bitch, this is what I mean. These are the same kids who will look at the white man and say, oh, you know what? He got it made. Like, we are working our way to get to that level. We got to go rob to get to that level. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, you can just, you can just fucking walk out. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that I always think of when we're talking about topics like this, too, though, is uh, the pendulum swing effect. And I think history is one of those fascinating measurements to show you how much the pendulum can swing and kind of rebalance warped power. Uh, and I, you go back in history and go way back, and a lot of African-American... Uh, our African countries and African people were some of the wealthiest, most powerful people to have ever existed, right? Yeah. And then the pendulum swung, swung uh, Europeans invaded, took over a lot of shit, and for a while it's been Europeans. But that pendulum swing 
Yeah, so there was once upon a time where we Africans were kings and queens. And that was not too long a time ago. But again, 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 when we were kings and queens, our slaves were people who looked like us. Let we forget to talk right. about that part of our history. But be, in, in, you see it all over the place throughout Asian cultures, European. And, and I caution even people who look at America and think we're the pinnacle and that this shit's going to last. And nothing fucking lasts. This shit is an illusion. It will topple. I don't need to sound like a conspiracy theorist. But at the same time, like no government or society, no power has ever stayed that way. Things shift, the pendulum swings. So whether it's the economy, the government, or racism, the shit's going to change. Whatever we judge people on now, we will look back in 50 or 100 years and go, really? Really? They judge people like that? Like, yeah, can but you the, believe that? Yeah, and they'll but, be on some other bullshit like that. Yeah, but yeah, the, there's just a system with, with, with which they judge people would just have changed. And they'll it, still it, judge. It's a, it's a it's human thing. It's just a different thing. It, yeah, it's just the context is mm-hmm. always going to be different. So but, my last question to you then is, is it possible to have a world without racism? Do no. You, <laughs> end of podcast. Night, guys. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's like say, I don't even have something to compare it to. But for racism, prejudice to not exist. Two people cannot exist in the same space. P- period. Because mm-hmm. again, that that's the point I'm trying to make. That you put a white man and a black man in in, in the same space. Oh, Tom S- Hanks was pretty mean to his volleyball. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody is going to like it, you put enough people on an island and you will see human beings start to de- deviate and, and, and form themselves into like power structures and hierarchies. And there'll be you know, one who calls the shots, one, who, the one who, who can't do shit right. Yeah. One who naturally wants to mold himself into a leadership position. And then the others he's trying to lead or the one he wants to make the servant or whatever the case may be. But that that's the point I'm making about racism, that racism or prejudice discrimination is not a white people and it's not even an american problem because i feel like too much in our culture today we want to paint those as specifically american issues they are not they are human issues because the difference is context wherever two or more people are gathered one will always seek to be leader or higher or dominant over the other in africa we call it you know masters you know and slaves in india they have the caste system where hell even the darker skin color people out there are perceived to be of lesser value like look up the caste system from india Um, what other cultures I don't know, America, we got the Illuminati, right? I don't know, <laughs> but, but 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 that's 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 the big point. That's the big point. And so do I think that racism will ever will ever not exist? No. No. People love hierarchies. People, people love their bullshit. People love their bullshit, you know? So Well, you heard it guys. Perception is a bitch. It's look. It's not what a lot of people like to hear. It really isn't. Because especially for black people who are stuck on the narrative of the white man and 
you know, white, preju- white privilege. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we need to do is see white privilege in, in two different contexts. There's the context of white privilege as in, you know, we can't move as freely as white people can. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's privilege. No different than the slaves in Africa couldn't move as freely as I could move. But also, I don't know that many successful black people are feeling that any white person has privilege over them in a socioeconomic sense, which really is what matters at the end of the day. Right. Because, look, money is power and he who got the money, got the power. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more black people right now who got money, a.k.a. got power. Like already Ray Cross got like seventy five million dollars, so he's got seventy five million dollars worth of power. You couldn't say that a hundred years ago. No. Right. So when you have a whole lot of white people who are living very shitty lives, and I'm talking about the ones who voted for Trump, hoping that the mines and, and, and those coal mining jobs are coming back. Do you really think they feel like they have any privilege over successful black people? Fuck no. No. So that's another context. Anyway, what do you think? You're an ally. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I always hope, I guess. I guess that's the flaw in my personality. Is yeah, I like you to hope, hope too much. And hope is never a strategy. Yep. <laughs> hope will fuck you over. And and I hope that human beings can move past their bullshit and realize that, you know, I, I, I hope we get to a point where you can judge an asshole for being an asshole, right? And and judge a good person for being a good person, and then all this other bullshit can just melt away. Um, I know I look at my family, and even having been with you and, and kind of getting introduced to this whole race thing was just... You know, I, my family has had some shitty luck with men, um, have a long history of abuse and bad relationships and divorces throughout my family. And then I met this amazing man who I loved and loved me. And the fact that he was a different color, half of my family wouldn't show up to the wedding. It's like, really? You'll be fine with, you know, the uncle who shoots the shotgun off at Christmas when he's drunk. But, but he's white. He's white. Yeah, but so this that, that is makes too it much. better. You this know, is too it. much. Um, it just gave you a little peek into how redneck my family is. But I don't know. It's I hope the world gets better. Um, I, I also hope that the ice ca- uh, ice caps stop melting and, you know, global warming stops destroying <laughs> our planet. I'm not holding my breath. So I guess we'll see in 100 years okay. if medicine uh, keeps us alive that long. Cool. But anyway, uh, yeah, interested to see what you guys think about the whole topic. Do you think prejudice and racism are American issues or do you agree with me? that they are bigger than any one country. They are more human issues. And do you see where I'm coming from when I say that prejudice and racism in America is just context? The shit happens everywhere else, even amongst people who look like each other. Uh, but ain't nobody talking about that. You know, it's just too easy to look at the contrast in skin tone when it's white and black and go oh yeah you know definite enemy 
but in Africa and like, you know, maybe even India where we all look the same, it's maybe a little harder to see the enemy there. But anyway, share your thoughts. Let's know what you think and we will see you next time.